Hey guys, welcome to the Lanes Podcast. On today's episode, we're building our ultimate starting five. Alright, so without further ado, let's get into this episode. Hey guys, welcome to the Lanes Podcast. So, in our intro... We're going to be doing our starting five. So myself, Mitch, I'm going to create a starting five. That's my ultimate starting five. And Lockie's also going to create his ultimate starting five. But without we go, before we go into it, sorry, we're going to have a six man and then we're going to have like a wild card. So a wild card's like a smoky that not a lot of people would think of putting in the team. But if you had them in a team coming off the bench, they would be like an unbelievable player. Give you a lot of energy and a lot of, a lot of punch off the bench. So Lockie, first off, how are you, mate? What's going on? Uh, good, mate. I mean, you know, getting a bit bored in self-isolation here, but... Yeah, up to 100%. Not much you can do. I mean, we're, we're allowed to leave the house, but we can't be in a more of a group than of, of two. I mean, yeah, at the moment. Yeah, ScoMo's so brought that out, our Prime Minister. It's not um not fun. I mean, we're housebound based, practically housebound, practically lockdown, you could call it. Yeah. But, um, yeah, no, it's, I mean, trying to make the most out of nothing, so. Yeah, well, 100%, like, can't really do a lot. So, we figured... We're going to try to do a podcast a week. All right, me and Locke, we'll do a podcast a week just on different stuff. Now, because we can't really focus on the NBA because there's not a lot of news going on in the NBA. I mean, we still don't know when it's going to be up and running. So we just figured, why don't we make some podcasts that are different? You know, it's like a ultimate study five. You know, we could have a big what if podcast. You know, what if these players didn't get injured? What if this shot went in? How can it change the NBA? Don't want to affect stuff like that. So just different fresh podcasts that we can give you. So this, this podcast, what we're doing, we're doing our ultimate starting fight. So it's not just five players you throw on a team. We did this by position, okay? So by position means you've got a point guard, shooting guard, small forward, power forward, setup. And I don't know what Lockie has. Lockie doesn't know what I have. So we made it a bit interesting, made it a bit different. So nobody knows what we got. We'll probably have a bit of overlap between players, I'm assuming. But uh, I'll get started with my point guard. My point guard, I had Magic Johnson. I think Magic Johnson is the prototypical point guard. I think he's probably the best point guard ever to play. A lot of people in well, about 45, 50-year-old think he's the best player ever. It's up to debate. It's how you watch the game, read the game. I just think Magic is ultimately a point guard you've never seen. I mean, the most sort of similarity was be someone like Ben Simmons, I think, right now in today's league. But Ben Simmons still wasn't just as good as Magic was. Magic was a wizard with the ball. I mean, he, I think the, his rookie year, he came in with the NBA as a rookie, right? Picture like Zion Williamson coming into the NBA and winning the championship, MVP, finals MVP. I mean, that's pretty wild if you ask me. So I, just, I just think that if he never got sick, if he never got his HIV AIDS, you never know what he could have done. You know, he was he was a wizard. I thought he was what, a revolution, revolutionized the point guard position because it was typically just a small player. You know, your shortest player was the point guard. So he kind of changed basketball in aspects, you know, a bit, bit of positionless basketball. I'll go I'll go into Lockie because I can talk about Magic for a bit. I'll go, Lockie, who was your point guard? Um, so I went with Steph Curry. Yeah. Um, so the reason I went with Steph Curry is just... I do like it. I like Steph Curry. Steph Curry, Curry I like, I like that. Like if you're building a team to win, which is what we are. Yeah. Well, for me, look, I, I chose Steph Curry because in a way he changed the shape of the modern game. 100. With the the range that he showed and developed, the way he shot the three ball and made the three ball more important to the game as it is today. It just, the way he's changed the shape of the NBA and the way he changed teams make, you know, have to defend um, the Golden State. So it's it's funny to say, but yeah, I think he's my, I'd have him as my point guard. He, the range he has on his three point shot is, you know, absurd when he's out there shooting. He, it, it just the way he was able to get shots up um, and make it look effortless in a way. He, he has changed the game for sure. And you know, and we talk about changing games. He's made teams like you know, for example, like the Houston Rockets, um, and and Houston Rockets make them shoot threes more. So now Houston are now shooting you know twenty to twenty five threes a game, maybe more. Yeah, and, like the NBA, like before you go, like the NBA is a copycat league, right? So everybody saw Golden State was winning off shooting threes. That's probably the first team that ever really do it like that. Like they basically just shot three or a key shot, and then you saw Houston basically copy it, but to a whole new extent. Like they've got just four or five shooters on the court at all times usually. 
and they're just jacking three. So, as you say, Steph Curry didn't just change the point guard. I reckon he changed the whole game. Yeah. And look, it definitely changed the modern game. I mean, now you look at, you know, especially college players coming through. And one thing they are trying to do in, in college is have a, a deeper uh, three ball. Yeah, because they players like... How close like, is it? Uh, it's a. I don't know the actual dimensions. I know it's definitely shorter. It's, it's like halfway balls. between. It's halfway between the and the, the top of the free throw. So sorry, the semicircle of the free throw, and then the NBA three point line. It's kind of in between that. I think the FIBA one is it's the FIBA. So FIBA's like the Olympics and the World Cup. They play, I think, just a bit bigger than college, but it's still shorter than the NBA. So yeah. uh, it's it's. You, you go to watch college games now and players, I mean, I, I like to compare, um, a lot of people compare it, but Trey Young in college, his range was, you know, NBA. something. In the NBA as well, don't get me wrong, but when he was in no, college, his college, his college, his college range season, was NBA range for yeah, some people. He, yeah, exactly. He had NBA range in, in the college game and that's why he was so highly touted in that NBA draft. And, you know, that, and a lot of players these days growing up, you know, this is why Steph Curry changed it. He changed it not just, you know, anyone that's in the NBA themselves, but he talks about the fans and players that are coming up through the ranks. They want to play like Steph Curry. You know? And we don't just talk about three ball with Steph. He is, a, he is a true point guard. He has very, very good vision. He's one of the most... Sorry. Not, that's the, sorry, not the way to pronounce it. He's one of the most underrated passers in the NBA right now. Yeah, because everyone thinks about his three-point shot first and the way he scores the ball, but no one actually realises he has a very, very good read for the game out on the floor. And, and I think... When I I used to love to hate watch Steph Curry because when you know I'm an OKC supporter and when he versed that game I, I still remember it when they were versing yeah, OKC. Where were you when you watched that? Because I know where I was. We're talking about that one. It wasn't a playoff game. No, it was, it was a regular it was, season. It was one a regular of the best season. season games. I was on the way to a rep training session. Yeah, because it was it was a Sunday. It was a Sunday, so we had our June. I think I was in 18s, 18 reps, and I was on the way to my game. My mum was dropping me off, and I had I made my mum put it on the radio. So we just Bluetooth linked the car up and we played it through there. And I had arrived at the basketball stadium when Steph Curry hit that shot and I was going crazy. I was at a pub in uh, in Sydney, in Bondi, called Stuff Beaver. I was watching it because I, oh, I don't know what I was doing out there, but I was over there and they put food? the game on. Yeah, 100, 100. Happy Trevor, bit of wings, you know, yeah. loving it. But no, yeah, I was there and I was watching the game and OKC were up the whole time and they looked like they were in control and... Last three minutes, two minutes, like I, I remember watching it, I'm like, they're going to come back here, Golden State. And that's when I really first started, like, no, no, I'll say that's when I really first started to see Golden State be a dynasty. Like, they won the comp the year before, but people were still a bit writing them off, and Steph was having his unanimous MVP. Yeah, I was about to say, was that the They'll year? They 73 yeah, and 9, but like, you can just see, like, this wasn't like a two, three year run. But like, before you go, before I go, sorry, yeah, I was at the pub, and uh, it was like 20 seconds to go, and they've, they're down two. Down two, and instead of fouling, which most teams would do, Steve Kerr just told him just get a bit of pressure, steal the ball, stole the ball. Andre Iguodala hits two free throws, gets fouled. I mean, it was it was a foul, and then makes the two free throws clutch. And Steph pulls from like thirty feet, thirty thirty five feet, something ridiculous, and just nails it with like point six or five seconds. Yeah, and I remember watching. I was just like, man, this guy is just. And changing. back then, like you know, he it wasn't just like a. Throw up. He, he no, shot he, it like he, a normal you, jump you shot. Knew, you knew when he he, could, he he had the dribble. And when you're dribbling a ball, you can pull up. Like, you get a bit more power. He pulled up from basically four or five feet inside half court. If you go, if you were able to go to a court and you'd measured that, that is a fair way because he's on the left too. The angle of that, like, you got to be pretty spot on. Like, he just smacked it. And, like, you could just see, like, it was like a changing of a guard. It was like... You don't have to be massive. You have to be the biggest guy, strongest guy to, you know, dominate this league. Like, LeBron dominated the league before that, and then Kobe dominated the league, MJ, Shaq, you know, all these dominant players. You look at Steph Curry, he looks like a guy that you could literally look at a gym. You know, you could literally see it like a basketball court. I mean, he's pretty tall, of course, but, like, he's not massively strong looking-wise, appearance-wise. So it's just crazy to see, like... As you said, Locke, that's why you'd have Mitch Point guys. You yeah. kind of changed the game. I mean, now you look at players like, you know, Dame Lillard and Trey Young, and there's a lot of players. I could say almost all, almost all the point guards and shooting guards and small forwards in the league have this range. You know, James Harden, another one there. This range where they could be three or four, maybe five steps off that three-point line and have that confidence to shoot that ball. And you know what? Dame Lillard's definitely one of them I've seen this season so far. He can far. whack it, man. And he, can he whack has a, a sweet touch. 
you know, not you know, not disregarding Steph Curry, but he's probably that next player under Steph who's got that you know in the gym range. No, nah, I reckon that'd be Trey. You, Trey? Only because he pulls them from further. He does. Like he has the up. range. He doesn't make a lot of them, but he's got no like. Same with Dame, hundred percent. Dame I would be Dame's just stone cold. I just love his range. Yeah, stone, stone cold. Stone yeah. cold, stone cold. Yeah, no, he would. He would definitely be in there. I, I like watching him play. Like, it's not like an obvious statement to say, but like you what you play two K. Sorry, and you're playing two K, and I play against a computer, and Dame just smacks threes. I'm like, it's not like it's different because he does it in games, but like when you look at it, like when you look at his games and just watch where he shoots from and how much time he has. He's probably got 0.5 of seconds, 0.5 decisions, <laughs> and he shoots them and he smacks them, which is crazy. But yeah. um, no, I definitely, I that's why I had him there. Just the way, he, more yes, he's a great point guard. He has his eyes, you know, he's got great vision and his all round game's pretty good. Yes, his defense wouldn't be, you know, as good as yeah, some of the other point up. guards. Yeah, cover that up. But they, he, I mean, Golden State covered it up all the way. Golden State's covered up many times to win many chips. So. I see it as more the way he changed the shape of the NBA and what it is today. But when you look at that team, right, that Golden State team, right, you go point guard Steph, not the greatest defender, Clay, or NBA defender. When they went small ball, Andre, great defender. Draymond, defensive player of the year. Bogut. No, sorry, not Bogut. They had KD, elite defender too, and then Draymond, defensive player of the year, right? And then when they didn't have KD, they had Harrison Barnes, who was still a pretty good defender, all right? So you can kind of put Steph Curry on the worst defensive player on that team. So it's not like on, on the team they're versing. So like when they were playing, I think, Cleveland, this isn't the best like representation, but Delhi, right? Delhi played pretty well that series, but you can kind of put him on Delhi because he's not going to give you a heap of points-wise. I mean, he did play pretty well. It might not be the best representation. So I'll give you this representation when they're playing OKC, in 2016 in the playoffs they put him on Robertson so you can you can you can kind of limit his defense a bit but uh, we'll move on to our shooting guards I think we'll, we should probably we we should both have, have the both shooting guards I had MJ Michael Jordan yeah same here yeah, I think that's probably the biggest no-brainer I mean a lot of people would argue for Kobe but I still have MJ I think I mean unfortunately the reason people are going to argue Kobe these days is just because of the unfortunate passing I think a lot of people still would argue it. Still would, they definitely still would argue it. I think just people would put it in there as well. They're going to put him in there now because of, uh, you know, people... Yeah, unfortunate circumstances that he's passing, but yeah. But yeah, no, I, I agree with Michael Jordan. I think it's a unanimous thing there. I think most people are, and, you know, it's got to be... <laughs> you just look at it, right? He quit basketball for three years, came back the year after, and won the chip. I don't... Not, look, no one in the NBA could ever do that, I don't think. No. I no mean, other player. The way he, again, he's another player, you know, who just changed the shape of the game as it is. And yeah, hundred percent. He had come on, come in from North Carolina, young bloke. And Third pick, right? Imagine, imagine you're the second pick, Portland. You pick a guy called Sam Bowie, Bowie, <laughs> over over MJ. I mean, granted, at the time Houston took Hakeem. They did have oh, who they have? Ralph Sampson at the center before that year. But imagine you put a. Uh, Imagine if you, yeah, imagine you put Michael Jordan number one without Samson. I mean, Houston would have been a dynasty, but they still went pretty good with Hakeem. Yeah, like, I mean, Michael's just one of the most dominant players of all time, you know, to he, me. He kind of changed the game too, right? Because yeah. back in the NBA days, or back in the NBA, at that point in time, it was, it was mainly bigs, right? Yeah, bigs in the you, inside you, game. You take a big, you start with a big, and then usually you trickle your way down, right? So in that draft, two of the players, first two players picked, were a center of power forward, so big, so Bowie might be a center. So big boys, right? He kind of changed the game a bit too. You know, I he was mean, a bit of a pioneer. Was, by then, you know, that when he came into the league, it wasn't known for a, a, sort of a jump shooting league, and it still wasn't. But Michael Jordan came in, he developed this mid-range touch that no one had ever seen. No. He had such a great, one of the best mid-range games, the best mid-range game, I say, of all time. You know, another player... MJ, I, yeah. I like to compare who has a very good mid-range touch in today's game would be Kawhi. You know who had a mad mean mid-range touch? Yeah. Carmelo. Oh. Yeah, Melo. I used to love watching Melo. Melo in his post. But yeah, I think MJ was just had the best mid-range of all time. and He was so lethal. Not maybe the best I think was, you know no, you're talking made... about mid-range game, right? So like the way, like breaking down like a mid-post, post moves. Like, yeah, that's what we talk about. Yeah. 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 And like the way he was, yeah, he was just, he just, you know, saw the game differently. And I think his mentality towards games, 
you know, that killer mentality he had and how competitive he was when it was just in training. You know, there was, you know, the Steve Kerr incident that, you know, that popped up. These all these things that the, yeah. the mentality of Michael Jordan, the way he wanted to win, was just amazing, and the, and the success came, you know, just followed everything yeah, he did. Basically, absolutely. he went to baseball, but he came back, and you know that first year, oh, the, ba- the first year came back from retirement. Jeez, he won the they they won the comp with a three peat, right? It didn't take long for him to find his touch. And like, what's gonna be mad is like in two weeks' time they're bringing out a whole ten part documentary about the that Chicago Bulls team. That looks absolutely unreal. Yeah, it's I mean, got all like, like it'll show you behind the scenes. Coaches. Like it's got like heaps of players. It's got people you wouldn't even think. Like it's got Barack Obama as one of the people talking about it. It's like it just changes the whole. He changed. He changed sport. I think because he was probably one of the first African Americans or non-white person to be a a mega star in their sport. I mean, the only one I can think of before him would have been. Muhammad Ali, but he kind of changed sport. He was at a at a point in time one of the most popular people in the world. So, not just on the court, but off the court, he was a marketable guy. You know, he's you look at his shoe line. Rocky and I are pretty into shoes. We've got about oh, countless amount of pairs of Jordans between us. You know, we we collect them. You know, he's he created just a a whole a whole market for himself. So, not just on the court, he was a machine, but off the court, he's probably the most marketable most marketable player. In any sport of all time, I reckon. But uh, yeah, that's 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 our two guards. I mean, he was a multiple time MVP. Yeah, well, you look at it, you, you would think he'd get more MVPs, wouldn't you? Yeah. Well, now, well, yeah. What did he get? Think, four or five? I think it was five. Five MVPs. And Jeez. every time they won the, the comp, the I comp would assume you would put him as the MVP, right? Yeah, he was like, you know, there's he, and the, the competition he had, he was going up against good players too. Oh, right, he was going up against some some serious dudes in there back then. Because it was, mate, you get fouled, you feel it. Oh yeah, so it was like, like he used to go. He had to go through Detroit. Ball. He had to go through Detroit. Detroit were notoriously pretty tough. You know, they had Bill Lambeer, they had Isaiah, Joe Dumas, had the Worm, Dennis Rodman. They had some serious players on their team. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, arguably, there's not much we can say because it's pretty obvious when it comes down to and who's the greatest two guard, who's the greatest player of all time, and, and most people and I, I say it. Um, yeah, I think he's MJ. the best player of all time. Yeah, that's so, not a question. We'll move on. Small fourth. Who you got, Salt? I got. Uh, LeBron James, I think that's pretty, pretty unanimous. I, I reckon. I would love to disagree, but I'm gonna. If he agree was, here. if Michael Jordan's the best player, I think LeBron's the second. Yes. I think a lot of people say Kobe, but I, I don't know. I think LeBron's just a freak. He's the size of Magic Johnson, even though a bit bigger. He moves like. Who does he move like? I don't know. He's just a, like a freight train. <laughs> he's Move, massive, but, but he's, he's got the touch, like the the. It's. I'm trying to think. You're trying to think. He's got like the the precision. Like he can stop on a dime. Like who can stop on a dime pretty well? Who's who's super quick? Like John Wall. Darren yeah, Fox. John Wall, Darren Fox, Russ Westbrook. He's yeah. a bit like like he can stop on a dime. Can explode from any point. He's he's probably one of the best athletes in any sport of all time. I mean, sorry, excuse me. He came in. At 17, dominated the league, basically. Well, not dominated. Hey, he, like, didn't he, come, he didn't come from college, either. No, he came from high school, you know. So, the way he plays, I think, is the prototype you would want a player to play. He can play inside, play inside. Great facilitator, strong as an ox. Can move well off the ball. And one of the most underrated parts of him is his IQ. I think he's a smart player. Like, probably top three right now, smartest players in the NBA. I think he's just super smart. Like, you have him on your team. You're, you're basically a title contender. I mean, the only season in the past 10 years that he wasn't in the finals was, I believe, last year he wasn't in the finals. And, oh, well, this year, he, I, I think he would have been in the finals. But, um, oh, I don't know, last year, it was his last year in Cleveland. So, that was Boston, Boston had him. So, out of the... 10 years or 9 years he's been in that 8 7 to- seven, eight times so that's pretty crazy I think he's just yeah he's he's unanimous for me I think the only other small forward I would put oh, if I had to if like LeBron wasn't there I would probably put so I'd probably put KD because yeah. like he's like you're talking about you want to win, win the team he's probably the best pure scorer of all time you know he's 6'10 he's 7 foot and he can just he can launch from anywhere too. Like he's a positions player, but yeah, look, I want you to talk about LB. Look, he's our Michael Jordan. This is you know the era of my, like our version of Michael Jordan. You know we watched in today's game. People 
like to say that he's probably not the greatest in the league. I think he's the greatest in the league at the time right now. I still think he's the best. I think. Right now. Yeah, 100%. I mean, he's in what, his 17th season now? No. 2003, 13, yes, 17. 17. 17th season now. He's 35. Might, yeah, he's 35. 10 35 this year. Last and year, last year. Last year, sorry. Um, and, man, geez, a 35-year-old you look still at you, dominating yeah, the league. I'm, he's leading the league this year in assists. Yeah, well, it doesn't shock me. I don't, I think he's the he won't stop. He, we saw him slow down a bit last year, but I then think, like he came yeah, back we, stronger. We I mean, that was just because of the injury. I think he's the most valuable player. Yeah. I think like and people will say, "Oh, Giannis is this that." He's the most valuable player to the team. Like you look at him, he you, if LA doesn't have him, they basically what New Orleans was last year, right? Like they had AD, some nice decent players around him, but like nothing major. Yeah. I just think he, I just think he's a freak of nature to be he's honest. He's a freak of nature. The work ethic, the way he's been able to keep his body in shape. He had the biggest injury of basically his career last year when he had yeah. the groin injury. Yeah, and he, he was missed, out for he, twenty games. Yeah, something well, like that. It, and then he sat out the rest of the regular season. Yeah, they, they just tanked it. And to me, the I mean, even like he's come back this season, and it doesn't look like he's lost a touch. I mean, everyone's saying you know this season was that revenge season, washed king, and that's kind of been the motivation because a lot of people say, oh, he's not as good as he used to be. Man, yeah, he might not be as athletic, but his touch for the game and the way he sees the game on the floor... Well, he's become a better shooter, right? He's become a better shooter. He's been, he, one game he went out there, in one quarter, he hit like five threes in a row with people going crazy because I've never seen LeBron James hit five threes in a row. So he's become a better shooter. So that means he's, his game's evolutionized with the time. You know, it's a shooting, shooting time now in the NBA. I think he's a point guard now. So he's moved from a three where he doesn't have to guard the biggest players anymore, where he has to guard... Small players, which is not as easy because the point guards are much bigger position and, you know, they run a lot. But you kind of see he's a more defensive player now. Like, he had three, four years where he kind of dropped off a bit in defense. Yeah, I mean, like, you know, you saw AD start of the season, preseason, when they had their uh, all their whole team, I guess, team like media day for the Lakers. And, you know, AD was like, I want LeBron to be defensive player of the year. Yeah, he might not get it. I agree. I, 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 there's other players that probably would get it. Well, I think the year. player that would get defensive player is AD. Would be AD himself. But LeBron has lifted. We haven't seen LeBron play defense in the regular season like this for ages. He's taken almost every game as serious as possible. Where we've seen years in the past where he's played for LA and the Cavs, you know, even probably in Miami, where he hasn't taken the the regular season as serious. And he's had games where he doesn't play as hard as he does on the defensive end. But this year, he's playing as hard as he can on that defensive end. And you see him chase down blocks more consistently this year. You're seeing him just lock down players. And play good day. I mean, and he's out there now. You know, so he actually played a pretty good game on Kawhi that no, last, on that last game against the Clippers. Yes and no. Where he also played a good game against the Bucks when they beat him. And then he's I I had them as winning the chip. I think yes, they've got to come over. Yeah, I think I think they would have won the chip. They still can. I mean, and look, hopefully they, we, we, we hopefully break. we see someone win the chip yeah, this year. Hopefully we see the NBA go ahead. But you know, there's not much you can say. In his 17th season, he's just leading the league in assists, which he hasn't done. For, I don't think he's ever Has done he ever done it? Has he ever finished? With... I don't know who's finished it, but he's well ahead of people, which is pretty impressive. And who's second? It'd probably be someone like Westbrook. Westbrook or Chris Paul. Well, yeah. Trey Young maybe. Trey Young's Trae up Young's there. Trey Young will be up there. Um, but I know I know he's ahead by at least one and a half assists. So, look, he's... And one and a half assists is pretty... You basically round up to two assists. That's, you yeah. know. And, and, yeah, so, look, he's he's dominating out there in his 17th season. He's getting bigger range. I mean, he's pulled up, he's pulled up some Steph Curry range shots. Yeah, he shot logo season. shots. Like he shot on the logo in some, LA against, oh, who was it? I think Philly. I think he had he, two games. He had two big ones. One against Philly, I think, where he, he hit it from the basically the R and the Lakers logo. Yeah, I mean, like he's just developed, like he's, every year he's developing his game even more and I think that just becomes even more scary. Like he might not be as athletic, but it's even scarier when he's developing, getting smarter each year. Yeah, what what year would you take him? So like prime Bron, prime you, Bron, Miami O. What was it? No, it wouldn't be O. It'd be no, uh, Miami. Um, I reckon the year they lost, the year after they the lost. Year, yeah, that, that was it. Two thousand twelve. Yeah, no. two thousand twelve. Two thousand twelve. Thirteen. No one the chips. So two thousand twelve yeah, to two thousand thirteen. I think just that's in general prime when Bron. he was when he was in Miami was that when we saw prime Bron come out of. I think he was the best player in the league. His last year in Cleveland. Yeah. I, I don't know about the second last year. His last year in Cleveland, and then all those years till I still think he's the best. I mean, in the, the last now. year he had in Cleveland before he left when he had all the I call it the scrub team. When he oh seven no oh eight oh nine oh nine oh two thousand nine ten yeah well oh seven when they played Detroit and he scored 
Scored all 25 or 27 of the last Cleveland points. I watched that game. Man, that is wild. You watch that. He basically I mean, another one on five. The modern version of that scrub team would be the team he had in what, 2017? 16. 15. 15. No, no, no. Not that team. Well, when yeah, no, when Kyrie got traded. Yeah, when, no, no, no. Had Kyrie, didn't they? No, when Tyree got oh, traded, they had John Clarks and all the young guys. Yeah, play. that's when, uh, what's his name? J.R. Smith. Yeah. Yeah, J.R. Smith. Um, so we, we talk about that because... He carried those Cavs to that finals. Yeah, it was big like, time. It, it was honestly like you take LeBron off that team and they were a lottery team. Yeah. So like, and I mean, you just saw the points he was putting up in the in the playoffs. Just, I mean, we'll stop talking about him, but yeah, the way he played, I, I liked that season because that's one that's you know the one that's really just comes back to memory now was just the way he carried. I mean, he dominated, killed the Toronto Raptors. He yeah, Toronto never Toronto could never get past him. He clawed back against Boston and and won and. You know, the, the points he was putting up was ridiculous. And don't forget, he actually had three tough series. He had Indiana. They weren't easy. Indiana again, weren't easy. His team wasn't the greatest. Indiana, that was the first year Victor was there. It became an all-star. They had Lance still. Yeah, Lance. Lance, Lance whenever, he ver- whenever he versed Lance, Lance yeah, always... Good competition. Lance always got under his skin in a certain way. Like, you kind of looked at LeBron once... Like, if you saw, like, the years where he kind of transformed himself was against Indiana because he had to beat, like, an actual team. Like, he had to beat... Well, he had to get through Boston first, but, you know, they versed, he versed some pretty tough teams back in the day. He versed Boston, Indiana, yeah. Detroit. In that, that 2017-18 season, he... Yeah, he was... He yeah, was Indiana nuts. came first. They had some... Indiana had a nice team. They had George Hill, Lance. Lance should have been an all-star that year, I thought. They had Paul George. They had D. West. They had Roy Hibbert, who was a defensive player. They had Danny... No, they, had, they traded for Evan Turner, I yeah. think. They had... Oh, who they have? Who was their backup point? I can't. I can't think. But they had some really good players on that team, so it wasn't just like a you know a, walk. a walkthrough. But yeah, I think he's yeah yeah. Oh well, we talked a lot about LeBron. I just think he's a he's again we, yeah, he's, we he's, about, he's on the Mount Rushmore of players. Yeah, we have. I mean, we talked heaps about LeBron and Mike right. based on. So we're gonna move to power forward. This will be interesting. So my power forward, I I went for the best power forward, the most. I don't know if he's on the rated, but he's one of the most productive, smartest players, low-key players. I, I went with Tim Duncan. Who'd you go for? I, was, I thought I would have had you on this one. I went with Tim Duncan. Too. Yeah. I, Mr. I, Consistent, big fundamentals. I think I think Tim Duncan's the greatest player to ever play for the San Antonio Spurs. I think he's the greatest power forward of all time. It was... It, it's... It's... It's not like it's got... He doesn't have a heap of competition. There's competition, but I think it's, he's it's separated. The weak, it's probably one of the weakest positions. positions. It's probably the weakest position if you look at point guard, shooting guard, small forward and center. But still in a weak position. You've got KG, Dirk. I mean, Charles Dirk. Barkley, you could Charles. Argue, argue up there. Yeah, oh, who else do you have? Um, you got some... Oh, who was I thinking of? I can't think of him now, but he's... he's, he's you got Carl Malone. Yeah, that's Dirk it. Zabinski. Carl Malone. That's it. Yeah, so, Carl Malone. You got some really good players. So there's good competition, but I think we, he, as we said before, Mister Consistency, he was consistent through his his career. Yeah, and winning was. followed him. You know, he was a two time MVP, if I'm correct. Um, and I he, think it was he two or one. I think it was two time, two time MVP. Well, he, he, it's not just that. He, he, his second year in the league, he won the chip, right? Yeah. So Dave Robertson, the Twin Towers, Twin Towers of Robertson, Avery Johnson, their point. You know, so like he was just a player that was super low key. Did everything the right way. Was always in the post. You you put him in the post, and he's got he's got a hook. He's got a bank. But he had he's, every counter known to man. He 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 was kind of like the footwork guru. Top five. The best would be Hakeem, mm-hmm. Elijahbon. He'd be at least third, second, third. I can't think of anyone better than him right now. Probably. Oh, you know who I think? Yeah, you know who I think's a pretty good footwork player right now. LaMarcus Audrey, I thought he was a goat. I thought he was really good at footwork. Like, you just look at his footwork and the way he plays. He and was he really good. Range touch too. Someone like, and also, now that I think of Zach Randolph, someone that I thought was maybe just a bit better was Zach Randolph. Zach Randolph, man, if you watch him against San Antonio Holy in the playoff, man, he could play. He had that turnaround left hook. I mean, turnaround left fade away. He was a tough player, man. He was a really good player. But, yeah, no. He was a 14-time All-Star. Yeah, he was... He was something special. He was an All Star MVP one year with Shaq. They co they co got it. Uh, he he won five championships. He, he was fourteen All NBA and All Defense selections. He was just I think the most pure professional player I think I've seen in the NBA. Like 
Yeah, you said second year he won, won the chip. First year he won rookie of the year. He came out of a quote when he was in the draft, and he could have got drafted the year before. And he said, why Why didn't you go in the draft the year before? He said, well, why would I go into a draft when a year after I could be, one, have my degree, two, I could have more accomplishments, and three, I'd be more mature and ready to play in the NBA, ready to play in a system. So I just think he was an ultimate professional. He was partnered with, is he, is he the best coach ever? There's arguments. There's arguments. I mean... I won't say it. In the league right now, yep. Uh, I don't know. I don't know who I'd take over him. I don't know. I, I I think he'd be top three, at least. Top three. I mean, you've got... Phil Jackson. Phil Jackson. You've got Greg... Greg who? We're talking about Popovich. Popovich. Yeah, Pop, sorry. Greg Popovich. Okay, yeah. We got... Uh, I'm thinking of someone else. Oh, he's going to do my head in. Uh, John Wooden? Is it John uh, Wooden? Yeah, yeah, old school, old school. Is it John Wooden? I think it is John Wooden. I'll, I'll give it a search on the web, eh? Yeah, I think it's John Wooden, but yeah, someone I'm thinking of. It could be John Wooden I'm thinking of, but yeah, he was really like partnered with it, with Greg. I think San Antonio is, it would have been two years ago last year, maybe, you know, you want to be a player, you want to go and develop and be the best possible player you can be. It'd be San Antonio because they just happen to get the best out of every player. I mean, you look, they drafted Manu, 57th. He became an all-star, Hall of Famer. Tony Parker, late first round pick. Kawhi Leonard, 15th pick, traded for him. They made him top three player right now. You know, they, they have a nursery there, which I don't know what they do down there, but they just make ultimate professionals and players. And I think, yeah, Tim Duncan epitomizes that. And he's one of the... Yeah. Shaq said this, right? Shaq said, someone came up and said, Tim Duncan's the GOAT. And Shaq said, I can't argue with you on that. Right, so if you got someone like Shaq saying that, that's pretty big if you ask me. And I just think that he was, yeah, for me, he's the best power forward of all time. And I just really like him as a person too. He's very, very calm player. And I just like that. Like in, if you're building a team too, you want someone a bit calm that just gives you a bit of finesse, dirty, not dirty work, but just a lot of patience. No emotion. Yeah, no emotion. You, you wouldn't know if he won the lottery or his <laughs> house was on fire. Or if he, you know, won a million bucks on the lotto, you just never knew. So that's why I have him at my power forward. Yeah, no, he was like, he's a great player to watch. I think a lot of people watch him because of the footwork, like you said, in top five and top, I top top three of all time. Bigs with footwork. He's just crazy in the post, you know. Give it to him, it's almost a walking bucket, just the way he was able to read the defenders and the, the footwork, the touch around the ring. Had good mid range and the way he just went around his game, he just went. He wasn't a guy that was who went on the media was outspoken and stuff like that. He was he just went about his game, went went about his day, did his job, and was Mister Consistent at the end of the day. And you know the big big fundamentals they call him. No, he's a very very good player. We're going to move on to our last, and I hope we have a bit of a bit of a difference. I'll get lucky start. I was torn. I, for me, I kind of wasn't. I think I knew who I was going to have. I went... Originally, I wrote someone down on my paper that I wanted to put an argument on, but then I changed it to Kareem. You have Kareem? But I had someone else. If you want me to say, or you go first. I had Shaq. You had Shaq. I had Bill Russell. Okay. So, well, we can go through all three, really. Reason I had Shaq... No, you go Shaq's reason... Not, no, Shaq's no, not wrong. No, reason... You, you go reason you had, you had Kareem, because that was the only other choice I had. I mean... Well, I did have Bill Russell, but I think Kareem just, yeah, go on. I think, again, it's different age, different age grab, uh, you know, talking about. I'll give you a question. Who's the most dominant? Sorry, who would you not? Most dominant, Shaq. Who would you not want to want to play against? Shaq. Right? So that's, that, was, that was kind of my, like, thought, train of thought, right? I've got four players on that team that can go get me a bucket at any time. You throw in the Shaq, they will have a fa- fouling, or they'll let him score, or he'll just score over you. He was a beast. I, that's why I had Shaq. I had Kareem, just the way he was able to score the ball. Well, you look at it, right? Overall game. Kareem had the most unguardable shot of all time. Mm-hmm. No one... I don't know why people don't try to do it any bit more. I mean, obviously, it's very unorthodox. Hey, but don't forget, Kareem was this big that we've never seen before. It's massive, massive human being. Success followed him. He's... I mean, if we have... He had if, good passing as well. If we're going to talk about... Passing, gonna... about five assists a game. If we're going to talk about centers, we do have to throw Wilt in. I think Wilt was 
Mm-hmm. You put Shaq when Wilt was playing, and you put Wilt when Shaq was playing. I mean, they could be very similar, but if Wilt's getting 50 a game, then Shaq would be getting 50 a game at least. I mean, Shaq was a beast, but yeah, no, we had to put Wilt I mean, in there. Look, it's I, harder with centers. It's harder with centers. It was hard because originally I initially said, bang, Bill Russell. Why? 11 chips. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, no one's had <laughs> no, no one, one ever. No one's got the most chips, and a lot of, but the way people say about if you have the most chips, you win, right? No, I'm not saying that just because he has the most chips, but I'm I'm not putting him ahead of anyone like that. I'm putting him the success he was able to bring in the teams that he had, and the consistency that he had with that, and he was a dominant player, and mm. he was he was good at rebounding. Well, he started he good started at scoring, started with Milwaukee, ended up with LA. I mean, I'm talking about Bill Russell. Well, Bill Russell, sorry, yeah, no, Bill Russell, Boston. The best Celtic of all time. I think he was the most successful NBA player of all time. I don't know if... Well, you know what's crazy, right? He was... Did you know that he wasn't just a player? He was a player coach? Mm-hmm. I mean, you look at well, that... Sorry, I, I knew that about five minutes ago when I searched up 10 greatest yeah. NBA coaches of all time. No, I knew that because I read I read a book called Bill Simmons' Book of Basketball. Mm-hmm. It's like a 600-page book, and he kind of, you know... Is there an Put, audio book of that? Oh, there would be, I think. But I'd rather listen to an audio book. I didn't read all of it. I'm not going to lie, but no, I um, he he just kept saying that Bill Russell he thought was better than Kareem. Yeah. I think no, no, sorry, Bill was better than Wilt. I think Wilt's pretty, pretty good myself, but at that time it was Bill versus Wilt. I think it would have been nice to see Bill versus Wilt versus Kareem versus Shaq. I think that would have been a discussion and a question. A, that a sight to see, but I do no. think yeah, Bill Russell being a coach that's even crazier too because you know you know you can't just play you got to scheme, you got to do all these things that a coach has to do and you're playing at the same time. That's pretty wild if you ask me. Yeah, so I was I was torn. I, initially, I said Bill, but I wasn't actually thinking. I I just said Bill because that's the first one that came to my mind, and then I sort of just had to step back and think, oh, who's the other centers? You know, you have Kareem. And Kareem's dominance and the way he was able to score the ball was outstanding. But you know what? And this might sound a bit naive. We don't really have video of any of these players like Wilt. Well, I mean, we, Wilt scored, what, 100 and, and something games? 101? We, we don't have a point. 100 or 101? Something like that. And we only got the photo of him. So we just don't, we just don't know. Like, I don't know what they were like as a player, really. I know Bill was very, very down dirty, very polished, very... You know, composed player. Wilt was very dominant. He give you a massive stat lines, but I think he only won one championship. So you look at that and you're like, well, if he only won one championship, is he really that beasty of a player? Like that much of a beast? Yeah. I mean, yes, but like you look at Shaq, he was the last player to three peat. Yes, he had Kobe. He was you know, ultimately one of the second best shooting guard of all time. But you could all argue he's a top three player of all time. I, that, he'd be my third player. But, you know, yeah, I think for me, I went Shaq because Shaq is just so physically imposing. And he 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 didn't ever train. And I watched the video about that. He said, I never really trained hard. I rocked up, went to training, trained a bit. And in the game, I went hard. And I look at that and I'm like, how can you have a switch like that? They just go train, yeah, go through the motions. And you see someone like Kobe who's there 4 a.m., 5 a.m. every day working his ass off, and Shaq just rocks up, goes in, does his business, and he comes in the games and dominates. I mean, that's wild. Broke also, some NBA backboards, that's for sure. Also, he's, he'd probably be one of the strongest players ever. So, like, if I'm building that team, like the team I have, I think that's a pretty beastly team. I, I do like Kareem. I, he would probably, probably be... My second choice. I mean, Bill would be my third. And then I would go Wilt, four. Yeah. A smoky, a nice little player that would be there would be Hakeem. Because mm-hmm. I do think Hakeem changed footwork. He's a very good footwork player. I mean, he works with multiple NBA players he these worked, days. He works with LeBron, Dwight Howard. Big Dwight. Actually works with JaVale McGee. Now, the fruits of his labor starting to show a bit now. He's not a, <laughs> not, he's not a great, great player, but he's yeah, a good player. Hey, he's playing on the, the Lakers. starting center on the first team in the in the West. So that's pretty good. I mean, but yeah, no, I still think, I wouldn't think I'd ever fought Javal McGee in the breath with six <laughs> or seven of those centers. <laughs> but no, yeah, I, I, I had Shaq because he's just so physically imposing. He was a machine. I think you look at when people, 
see who's the best player in the NBA, right? So right now, for me, who's holding that torch? Who's the face of the NBA? For me, it's LeBron. Who was the face of the NBA before LeBron? Kobe. Who was the face of the NBA before Kobe? I think it was Shaq, right? Before Shaq, MJ. So there's only a couple of people like that who are the face of the NBA. So I think you have players like that. They're, they're ultimately game-changing players. You know, I I wasn't around. I wish I would have loved to have been around back in 2000. To watch Shaq. To watch play. Shaq and see how dominant he was. Because Shaq was fucking dominant. He was dominant. He, he gets like 30 points, 30 rebounds. And Mate, like, he wore, how much did he weigh? He, oh. he was a big unit, man. He was, he like, when he, he people could, say he's 7 foot. He's bigger than 7 foot. He could he's like 7 foot people. 1, 7 foot 2. He's a big Mate, dude, I man. Know, I don't think I've ever watched a video of anyone in the post stopping him. Nah, bro. The, the only player he <laughs> said... charge before He said the only him. player he said that dunked on him was Derek Common. Oh, there was someone else, but I forget. But like, man, like he was just such a beast. And he's very personable. Very, very... I mean, very outspoken. Very uh, outspoken. Very funny. He does I'll a lot... a joke with the media. Does a lot for the community. I mean, he's, he was a pol- he's become a sheriff, policeman in Florida. Got his doctorate. You know, some people... So he likes to be called Dr. Shaquille. He is a business owner. He owns a majority of the chain in America called Five Guys. So it's a burger restaurant. Well, not a restaurant. It's kind of like fast food. And then he's also an uh, actor. So he does acting. Actor, NBA analyst. Analyst, right. So he's got a lot of hats to his name. So he's not just a one brand player. He's very personable, very funny dude. You know, he did a bit of music too back in the day. He was rapper. You know, he, he's just a guy that like is... Very resume is massive. Yeah, 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 absolutely. And I just think as a player, that was his best asset, playing basketball. So that's why I had him at my five. Now, Let's move on to the interesting ones. The sixth man, I think we'll have the same player. I just think we will. I don't think. I, I don't think. Well, my wild card was different, but your my sixth man was Kobe. Your sixth man? Wilt. You had Wilt? Yeah. All right, who's your wild card? See, my wild card... There's no argument for him as of yet. All right. So my arg- so the only argument is this could be wild here. If he has a if he wins a chip and multiple chips, Giannis. And if he wins multiple if he wins multiples MVPs, which I think he will. And how old is he? We're talking about Giannis. So I'm talking about Giannis. He's if 24, Giannis 25. Can, if Giannis what 24, 25. I don't think he's peaked yet. And no. I don't think he's I can see him either. winning chips, and I don't know if it's going to be Milwaukee. But I don't think he'll win a chip in Milwaukee. I think he can go to Lakers, to be honest I with you. I think he's going to win heat. a chip. What a heat. But I think he could go down, and look, he's positionless. You know, he could play him anywhere. But if he plays that powerful position, he, he's dominant. He put him in the small forward and on the wing. He's dominant. And I think he's going to be up there one day, especially now the argument is if he has to, to win the chip. But the body he has, the length, and the things he's doing out on the floor... It's ridiculous. No, no it, it honestly is. And and it's someone someone I was trying to think. If I wanted a wild card, I want someone that not everyone would think of. And, and You know, I think a lot of people would think of him. Really? Oh, yeah. Oh, no, look, yeah, I think he's a popular... A lot of young guys. A lot of young guys. Like, See, we're, we're 2023, so... And, yeah, well, I mean, we We're not seen, super educated, but we kind of but we have see, seen a bit of a range. We Yeah, we've seen we've seen the league change, and I think we, we've seen big players come into the league but not do what they're doing these days. The modern game no. is totally different. He is honestly, yeah. The centers can handle me. I do like that statement if it were a wild card. I mean, for me, my wild card was Steph. Yeah. He's like a game changer for me. Like, you can put him at a one or two and he'd just yeah. go out and get and your look, buckets. And look, I had Steph as my point guard, so I had to think of wild card. Someone's going to change the game. I'm surprised I'm surprised you didn't have Kobe as your sixth man. I thought you would have been Kobe. See, I, I thought of Kobe, but then I thought, let's think of someone different than not me. And then people going to... Like initial thought would have been Kobe, yes, but I thought let's let's change that. Let's go somewhere different. I, I leant to Giannis. He's what? I think he's like seven foot. He's probably six. He's foot seven 11. foot, man. He's seven foot. I mean, KD seven. With shoes foot. on, he'd be seven foot. <laughs> KD seven foot. You can't bullshit that. Nah. He's he stands next to deep boogie cousins. He's taller than boogie cousins in that photo of the USA team. Yeah, and DJ was there. Andre Jordan. So I mean, I thought Giannis, and yes, obviously if he wins chips, it helps the argument. But just the way he's, if his game develops in the way it is at the moment, he's on the way up. Every he's definitely year, ascending, yeah. On the way, he's he is dominant. He is dominant. I mean, he he's putting muscle on every year. He's getting scary. Like he goes in the paint, and if you're not at his height that can match you or his his weight, he's dunking on you. Yeah, he is. His length with his arms is outrageous. It's it's honestly sometimes 
boring unfair. to watch. Yeah, it's unfair. Yeah. It's just like I mean, it's like you know, you know, when you play two K and you play with say someone that's really good at dunk. Let's say LeBron, and you go to you make you just, just dunk every time. time. Or Ben Simmons, that's a good example. He drives the ring. Yeah, Ben Simmons 2K, is pretty, pretty, just pretty OP. OP dunk, dunk, dunk. That's like playing with Giannis, but it actually happens in real life. Yeah, it's a real life situation. <laughs> like he can dunk from basically he the does, free throw he, line. He doesn't do layups. What was the that dunk he had in in Madison Square? Who did he jump? He dunked over Tim Hardaway Jr. That's it, Tim Hardaway Jr. He jumped over Timmy Hardaway, like cleared him. (laughs) Man, he he's just someone like, and I had to, and I I wanted to put Kobe there, but I thought, you know, I love watching, and yes, I love watching Giannis at the moment because every year I've watched him, he develops, he's getting better with his three point shot, and if he can develop a consistent three point shot, man, the league better watch out because he is, he's got good touch around the inside. He's seven foot tall with, I don't know how big his wingspan is. Oh, he'd be like seven three, seven he's four, seven five. He's dunks. He doesn't lay the ball up. He just thunks the crap out of it. I was playing 2K last night and I played against him. He laid it up and it just looked stupid. <laughs> it he's looked too like, long. It looked like it looked like if we played with like an eight foot ring. Like you just, you, like your, your elbows over the ring. Like what's the point in laying it up? Yeah. But yeah, no, he's, so, but that, that's oh, my wild card. I, I like did, that wild you, card. Who did you have? My wild card was Steph. Steph, yeah. Well, yeah, let's I, get back to our six man because we sort of we sort of skimmed yeah, out six man. Yeah, we skipped out six man. I had Kobe. I think for me, Kobe was ultimately the easiest choice out of that whole thing because I knew I knew MJ was going to be my six, my set shooting guard, and then I knew my six man would have been Kobe for sure. If I was building an ultimate team, I'd put LeBron at the point. I'd put MJ at the three, Kobe at the two, and then I'd probably play Shaq at the five, and then Tim at the four. Yeah, or I could go like super different, and then maybe put like some like KD at the four, and then that way you like your ultimate scorers, you got ultimate shooters around LeBron, and he's got a big monster in the paint. But yeah, no, I had Kobe. I think Kobe is just ultimately the hardest working player of all time. I'd say. I think he's just the ultimate, ultimate professional in the way he plays. He was a savant in the game of basketball. He. He really did play the, the game the way it should be. I mean, he didn't get along with a lot of people. I think he was very stubborn in the way he played. I think the way he played was it, was... it was the right way to play. I mean, especially when he played with someone like Shaq. When he had those thin years at the end when he was just jacking shots up, that wasn't really watching Kobe. But I do think him as a sixth man in any team would have been a freak. I mean, you look at him, I think his second year, they had Nick Van Axel. Nick Van Axel, yeah. I believe it was him. And he was an all-star at the time. And they traded him because they said, Kobe is going to be a beast. And Jerry West, he was signing Shaq, and Shaq, was, Shaq saw the money. And LA, and the glitz and the glamour, he said, bang, I'll sign here. And Jerry West said, hey, just before you sign, I've got this kid I'm drafting called Kobe Bryant. He's going to win you two free chips. He said, yeah, whatever, no worries, just sign the thing, just sign it, and you know, ended up winning the chips. And it's it's really good to see that he's been immortalised in such a way. Unfortunately, it had to come through his passing, but a lot of respect for the man. I mean, he's a top, for me, all-time players, top three, MJ, LeBron, Kobe. A lot of people would have MJ, Kobe, LeBron, or MJ, Kobe, but I think he's a top three player of all time, and yeah, I just think he's a ultimate class, class player and class act. But like you had Wilt, which I I, I wouldn't have had. Obviously, I didn't. But yeah, yeah you go about him. I decided him. to go a little bit different. Try to throw a curveball in there. Throw someone different. I mean, I mean, yeah, exactly. Yeah, he played in the sixties. His career averages are outrageous. There's always arguments going to be saying who knows what, who played in different eras. But you know that arguments go for multiple players. And the same goes with Bill Russell and all those players. If they play in a different era, what would they average? Yeah, hundred percent. And but I throw Wilt in there because when he played, he was just dominant. And, I mean, his career averages are pretty outrageous. I mean, he averaged 30 points a game for his career. Yeah. So, look, I, I based him off just how dominant he was when he played in the league. Yes, it's a different game, but the era he played in, he dominated. And I could see him having a six-man, a seven-foot-one giant coming off the bench who just dominated. Yeah, I, I'd take him. But, I, you know, I'd try to think of someone different, just throw in there... You probably wouldn't say as you'd have as your six man, just have one, you know, coming off the bench that um you could throw in the yeah, yeah, you could argue to be one of there's always an argument to put him as the best center in the league of all time, sorry. But, you know, I had him decided to put him as my six man and 
you know, it, I I could easily see him bring some spark off the bench. He's seven foot one. He's massive. You think he brings spark off the bench? <laughs> he, Jeez, that's a bit of an understatement. He's massive and he just dominates in the post. So I think you know, just someone different. I want to throw in there. His career averages about thirty points a game. You know, he has a he had a season where I think he averaged about fifty. <laughs> No, he did average 50. 50, 50 like 50, 20 rebounds, 25 50, rebounds? 25 rebounds. So he dominated, and, and dominance is a big thing when you want to talk about best players of all time. That's for sure. 100%. But um, what I want to say, we'll go one more player. Who would the next player be? It's like another, like a second wild card. And I, I already got the person I, was, I already got. You put me on the spot. You have to go first, my friend. I had AI, Alan Iverson. Oh, that's a good pick. Alan Iverson. nasty pick. Pound for pound, the best player ever. Height-wise, probably best player ever. He was an ultimate freak. He was a machine. He he was very, very, very street ballish, street ball in the way he played. But man, he could play. He could just hoop. He's man. a baller. He was a hooper. Baller. Go out and just play. I mean, well, if I had to have another player, look, I'll throw two out there. But the one I was in, I'd have to go with would be Kobe, because I haven't mentioned him in my yeah my list yet. But if I again had to throw a curveball out there, I'd probably throw David Robertson in there. Yeah, you got you, you got a bit of a thing for the bigs. Yeah, I don't mind the bigs. They were pretty good back then. I mean, I mean uh, look, uh, Kobe would be my second wild card, just like you said. I mean, the arguments are there for him being top three argument of all time. So you got to have him in your team somewhere. And, you know, I, I put him out of there when I talked about my wild card and my sixth man. So he'd be my next player up. Um, but, yeah. Yeah, no, that's, that's a bit of insight. I don't mind, I don't mind it. Dave Robinson is a good player. I mean, you, you pair him up with someone like Tim Duncan, bring him off the bench. Yeah, Timmy. I mean, yeah, like big old Timmy, big David Robinson, twin towers, baby. I think if any team versus the teams we built, I think maybe they'd go eighty-two and zero. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, that's that's um that's it for today's podcast. I mean, I thought that was a pretty good podcast. I like that one a lot. I think it's a bit of a bit of an insight to different perspectives, different minds of basketball. Yeah, I mean, we look, we're gonna make some new, fresh podcasts, some something different, something fun, something. You haven't seen for a while, just to keep you something busy, something to listen to during this tough time that we're going through right now. Yeah, I, I hope it. I hope it does. Honestly, get. I hope we get to the point where we're starting to see we get to the eclipse of it. Sorry to the um, the ascension so the top, and we start to see the, the descension, and we start to see less and less cases. I know today in New South Wales we had ninety, didn't we? I believe it was ninety one or ninety ninety one. So it's going lower, but I just hope to see. That get super low and. I mean, we're here, we're here for you guys. We're gonna we're gonna keep producing these podcasts, keep something fresh out there almost every week, maybe two a week. We'll see how we go, but give you something, guys, to give you something to listen to during the week, keep you busy. Yeah, and you you guys can listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Breaker, Radio Public, and Overcast. And that's Overcast, the right that's the one I always forget. Overcast, we do love Overcast, and also. Make sure you share this, maybe like it, subscribe, okay, and also we're on Instagram at Lane's Podcast. All right, so make sure to give us a bit of a follow on that. We appreciate you very much. But yeah, that's uh, myself and Locke signing out for this one. We hope you have a good, safe day and take care.